0: My name is Ryan Boy. Oh, Dr. Ryan Boyland, I guess. Ryan Boy- I don't know.
1: This is still new to me. Ryan Boyland. <laughs> to start, uh, congratulations on uh graduating. Can you tell me about your colleges college experience? You mean like uh the med school experience? Uh, yeah, I, I saw that when I was researching you, I saw that you uh, went to Harvard for undergrad and then uh, Nebraska for uh, med school. I mean, both those things are huge. How did it feel, you know, going through that? Absolutely. Um, I would say that uh, at least
0: undergrad was a lot of new and interesting experiences a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds from all around the country all around the world all coming together and kind of this this big melting pot so it was really great to meet a lot of different uh just a lot of different people um and kind of get to know a lot of different perspectives like kids who were like the the children of like hedge fund managers or like ceos of fortune 500 companies or senators or etc etc um and then a lot of people with maybe backgrounds which were like a little bit closer to mine like public school my whole life um there were a few military kids there too like my dad's retired air force so i bounced around a lot growing up lots of different people from a lot of different backgrounds and then um everywhere in between and then everywhere kind of like outside those boundaries as well and then med school is a lot more uh familiar just because coming back to omaha um, a lot of the folks who go to UMC are from Nebraska. It was interesting at first because I had taken uh, two years uh, between undergrad and med school to, to to do some other things on the side, and a lot of people had come straight from undergrad, and so they they had seen each other like back in May graduation, and so they were they they were already friends. They
1: already knew like the 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 their social groups, and so it was interesting to watch all that. What inspired you to become a doctor? I would say uh, I always like science. And I went through many, many a different, um,
0: I guess, career change. I thought I wanted to do neurobiology, like full-time PhD. I thought I wanted to do astrophysics again, full-time PhD. But then I, I realized that I like doing too many, th- too many things with my hands. Um, and I did some astrophysics research, and I was just like, uh, this isn't, this isn't for me. Because um, like you think about it, and you're like, oh, it's great. You get to look at telescopes all day. It's so much fun. And then you're actually <laughs> doing it in of writing code. And crunching numbers and all that stuff. And I'm like, uh, this this does not spark joy. And one of the things that I realized about medicine was that you can have the opportunity to have a, a real tangible impact on people's lives um, in a lot of different ways, depending on whatever specialty or whatever field you're going into. For me personally, doing emergency medicine, I think that the emergency room is like the most community facing portion of the hospital. You interact with a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds at all sorts of different stages of their life. And you get to be the opportunity to be the first person that they interact with in that healthcare system. And so with a lot of people, specifically a lot of people with either a lot of comorbidities, like maybe they have a lot of chronic conditions like asthma or they have chronic pain or they get chronic migraines, stuff like that. They oftentimes have a lot, of, a lot of trauma, honestly, associated with going to the hospital and recognizing that as one of the first providers that they see, um, I have the opportunity to kind of like change the trajectory of their visit. I might be able to connect them with resources that they need to get in touch with i don't know uh a homeless shelter in the city and maybe they're like the un- unhoused population in omaha like oftentimes you might see them in the summer or winter with like heat related illness or cold related illness and so being able to get them out of those extreme temperatures and um at the same time um really being that person like essentially like their point of contact with with the healthcare system. I think you have the opportunity to really have an impact on their long-term health, even though you're only seeing them for like 30 minutes or an hour. And I realized that I did not, I think uh, one of the things that people say about primary care providers, like family medicine or internal medicine is that um, when, if you have, they essentially make the the role of the emergency medicine doc obsolete in a lot of ways. Um, obviously emergency medicine, absolutely necessary for like traumas, for a lot of acute stuff, for like critical care. But a lot of people who come to the emergency department are people who have had like an issue that's been like festering for months, if not years. And like, they haven't seen a doctor since they've come out of the womb. And so those folks have that role. Um, and part of the role of the emergency medicine doctor is like to help get those people to those other folks to to help uh, with those chronic conditions. If that answers the question, I kind of went
1: on a couple tangents. No, that was good. You you went on a tangent because that a lot of people who are going to the, the hospital or doctor there is that fear that comes mm-hmm. in there. So for you, how important is it to you know help their physical and mental well being? Mm-hmm. And I think I feel like I'm still a little bit like bright eyed and bushy tailed in that sense.
0: Like still knew the field where yeah. I feel like I can still take that time to like ask maybe a social worker, maybe like a hospital administrator, hey, what are the necessary resources I need to be able to like get this person um, to a methadone clinic, for example, if there's someone who's struggling with like chronic opioid use or like, oh, what are a list of the homeless shelters or women's shelters in the area? And there are a lot of good programs at a lot of different hospitals to to connect people with those kind of resources. And bringing it back to what I said initially where like the emergency department was the most like community facing portion of the hospital, I think ultimately a lot of people go into medicine because they want to help people. And I found that the emergency department was the
1: way that I felt I could use my skills best um, to to help people in that sense. You said uh, earlier that you're part of a military family. How has being, you know, a military kid uh, shape you? I think, well, (laughs) the answer that I normally give people is
0: it makes it a lot easier to make friends or like, uh, to go to new places and not be like worried about like venturing away from home. Right. Um, like I'm going to be pursuing my emergency medicine residency in Denver um, and so some people have asked like, oh, is it uh, scary to be like in a new place like that? And it's like not not really because I, I'm used to being in new places. and also at the same time, I feel like a lot of people if you're not used to making new friends or meeting new people then sometimes it can be a little bit uh, touch and go, getting yourself out of your comfort zone to like introduce yourself to new folks. And I don't really have that issue as much. Um, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. I might not always do it, but it's not because it makes me uncomfortable. It's mostly because I'm just a tired old man.
1: Yeah. With the next step in your career path, uh, with talking to people and like you said, there's going to be some fear and some situations, Mm -hmm. but do you have a plan on how you're going to help your own mental health during this? One of, uh,
0: emergency medicine is one of the specialties with a a higher rate of burnout. I don't think it's the highest. Um, I can't remember what the most recent data said, but um, oftentimes you hear about emergency medicine docs leaving the specialty or going towards a reduction in shifts a little bit earlier in their career than maybe some of their colleagues. Um, Some advice that I got from um, an attending I worked with a couple years ago was that a lot of the people who last a longer time in medicine, who are able to sustain themselves in medicine also have things that they do outside of medicine. And so the hospital is, um, oftentimes a very stressful environment. You, you get a lot of wins, you get a lot of people you ring back, but you also get a lot of losses and a lot of people you lose. Um, and so recognizing that fact and recognizing that there needs to be things that you do outside of medicine to kind of keep yourself balanced and kind of remember that you're, you're a human being, um, finding those things is really important for folks. And for me, um, I like music. I like writing, uh, specifically like poetry, maybe a little bit of fiction. Um, and so I, I continue to do those things during medical school. And I plan on continuing to do those things uh, during residency and beyond.
1: Can you tell me about your
0: poetry? Sure. I kind of write. So for the longest time, I was like, oh, I'm uh, a poet and a, a, a medical student. And I didn't want those worlds to to mix quite as much. Um, and then I found a, a group of writers on UNMC's campus who were interested in kind of exploring that aspect of their identities. And I was like, I joined them and like started writing with them, the, the weekly uh, Friday writing groups led by um, students. And then Dr. Budshaw, he's a, a physician, I guess a professor emeritus. I don't know if that's like a formal title. He used to be a professor, he is no longer a professor. I don't know if he needs like to, to earn the title of professor emeritus or someone awards it to him or so, whatever. Um, But uh, I would write with them. And so uh, it ended up like kind of finding a community on campus that way. And then um, I believe some of my writing friends outside of uh, med school, they started learning about like, oh, me being in med school. And so like neither group kind of really knew about uh, the other group, at least initially. And then from there, the word started spreading a little bit. And then I was able to do there's a project that I was working on during medical school. It was like a class quote book and, and reflection book. And so um, news got out about that. I was able to, to do a couple of talks about those, talk to some people about that. And really at the core of that, the idea behind it was kind of, as I mentioned before, um, burnout and uh, physicians feeling isolated. And um, I really wanted to, on the one hand, um, collect the stories and uh, thoughts, feelings, emotions of my classmates. On the other hand, um, just kind of record some of the cool, interesting things that they said. And so I compiled all that, put it in a quote book. Um, now it's currently sitting on my hard drive. Um, just until I can uh, get get my life together enough to to, to transcribe some of the, the interviews that I did with some of my classmates. And then after that, we'll see. We'll see about putting it out onto the world, but still figuring that out.
1: Yeah, how, with the poetry, how is, you know, writing, going through the process, you know, just help your mental health as well? I tell people I write for myself and I read or, like, perform for others. And I
0: think that uh, taking time to write really helps me uh, process my own thoughts, feelings, and emotions about the things that I saw that day. Whether or not it's a difficult code or, like, a resuscitation trying to bring someone back or... Um, even something as like mundane as walking through the, the hallways of the hospital and having, uh, like people with you wearing your white coat as a med student, having different people acknowledge you and how that feels, um, kind of both of those things or all of those things, uh, kind of coming together, helping me process all that.
1: So this weekend I was on, uh, you know, Twitter surfing, and then uh, I saw your tweet of having a billboard. I'm like, what? And so then I look at that and then I reach out to you. But uh, can you tell me about uh, what your parents did for you? Yeah, um, I didn't know about it. Uh, my parents decided to put
0: my face on <laughs> A, a billboard in uh kind of the the area of town that I, I went to high school in and grew up in and um it was so it was it was interesting because my mother she had texted me earlier that day because i was in in that part of town because uh running some errands and she texted me saying hey can you like come here at this point in time and i was like okay sure and then we all like she also wanted my siblings together and i'm like what's happening is someone dying or like is this is this something scary and she's like no no no, no. i just wanted to talk i'm like okay, I guess, this this, sure, this could have been a text, Uh, but uh, then she's, like, uh, taking us kind of on this meandering path, and I'm, like, what's what's going on? Why are we doing this? Um, And she just, like, parks in this random parking lot, and she gets out, and she's, like, oh, um, I think uh, there's something wrong with, like, one of the, the tires in the car, and I'm, like, well, this is like a fancy 21st century car. So you can like just check the tire pressure. There's nothing wrong with the tires. Why are we doing this? And she's like, oh, you got to get out of the car. Look at it from this angle. Look at it from that angle. And I'm just like, what is going on? What's happening? And she's like, oh, like uh, maybe you should look over there. And I turn around and it's my face that's like 20 feet tall. I'm just like, ah, I'm not the type of person who likes attention. So at first I was freaking out. I'm like, why is my face on a billboard? But they were very excited about me being, um, the first doctor in, in the family. And they wanted to kind of let, let the world know, or at least that part of town know um,
1: how happy and excited that they were for, for me and for us. Well, I saw the tweet was popular. So they did let more than just the town know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're right. You're right. And with your parents, what have you learned from them? I think. One of the the most
0: important lessons that I've learned from them and something that I talk about not infrequently is kind of perseverance and um, seeing like a goal through to the end. And so um, kind of something that my mother used to always say like growing up is like, you can do anything you put your mind to. And so from a young age, it was kind of me and my siblings, like we had that kind of running in the back of our mind. And so I, I, I like to think that that kind of helped Um, inspire all of us to kind of pursue our different goals and our different paths to the best of our ability. And then there's this one story um, that kind of sticks with me. It's when I was like, I don't know, like 10, 11, um, like we had a freezer for some reason, like the ice in the freezer was melting, got on the floor. My dad told me and my brother, hey, clean up the water. So we thought we had cleaned up the water. Um, We thought we had done a good job. We had done an insufficient job. The, the water was still on the tile. My little One of my little sisters was running by. She slipped. She fell. She hit her head. She, she was fine. She didn't need stitches or anything like that. She was okay. But I, our dad kind of sat us down after that. And he was like, don't ever leave a job unfinished. And that's something that really sticks with me um, in all the things that I do. I'm just trying to make sure that I don't ever leave something like half done.
1: Making sure that I always see it through to the end. What are some of the things that motivate you?
0: Um, I feel like kind of those things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, that desire to see um see the job through to the end, seeing seeing it through until it's finished. Um, I, I think personally, in the past, um, I think a lot of people with type A personalities, a lot of people who end up in that school kind of type A personalities, um, oftentimes are motivated by specific goals, um, like achieving a certain um like status or getting a certain job in a certain place. And I think as I've gotten old, in my old age, I have a gray hair now. So like, I can, I can say that. <laughs> old um, age, okay. <laughs> in my old age, I think um, I've, the goals are a little bit more abstract. And now I think the biggest thing that motivates me is wanting to leave, leave a lasting and positive impact on the world around me and on the people around me. And so for me, that means, uh within the hospital, being the type of doctor that people want to work with, that people want to be cared, by whom people want to be cared for. I don't know, grammar, sorry. Um, And uh, the kind of doctor that people want to have their family members cared for by. Um, And so I think those are kind of the things that motivate me within the hospital. And then outside the hospital, just being like a a good friend, a good uh, brother, a good son, and being the kind of person that uh, people can look to in those times of crisis.
1: Yeah, what advice would you give any young people who want to follow your footsteps? Oh, my! I don't know if you want to follow my footsteps. I guess, I don't know.
0: I feel like they're an easier paths. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I think the biggest thing that I, biggest thing, I feel like they, you should Early on, I think you should say yes to a lot of things. Um, a lot of the really cool opportunities I've had were just because I said yes. Um, there is a hyperbaric sortation at UNMC because um, they have a hyperbaric uh, oxygen uh, therapy center there. And so I got to do a lot of cool things, like talk to a lot of interesting people, get some opportunities. Just because I said yes, I wanted to take that course. Um, In undergrad, I got to go to, like, on a trip to a different country to learn about neurobiology and neuroscience just because I said yes. Um, So early on, say yes to a lot of things because it can, like, put you in front of a lot of really cool and interesting people. Um, And then as you get older, something that I've recognized is that your time becomes more and more valuable. And so after you start learning how to say yes to things and getting all those opportunities and uh, meeting those new and interesting people, I think you should start learning how to say no. And start learning how to like be selective with your time because then you can start really pouring into the things that you are that are more core to your being and that you really care about and that you want to think about maybe like 10, 20, 30 years from now. that's what I got. Also study, sleep. Um if you're if you're in med school, um, if your resident tells you to go home, go home. Don't don't ask like, hey, can I do X, Y, and
1: Z, just go home. You need to sleep, you need to study. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. As you are just starting your career, but how, where do you want to see yourself in the next like three to five years? Three to five years. That's so short. Um, yes, (laughs) considering med school and undergrad. Yes. (laughs) Um, I would say so in,
0: uh, I finished residency in four years, um, and after that, I really want to find a job probably to, uh, maybe in an academic institution. Maybe I'll be doing a fellowship. I'm not really sure. One of the things that I really enjoy is like pouring back into kind of the lives of younger younger students or people who are earlier on in their path. And so if I can work in a place that's also working with learners, that'd be great. So whether that's uh, medical students, whether that's like residents, whether that's even like high school students or college students, I'd, I'd definitely be um more than happy to help out there's um uh gosh um there's a a quote i'm blanking on the exact thing so i'm not going to butcher it but basically emphasizing the value of like as we are moving forward to also reach back and continue to bring folks along with us um and I think that's something that I, I want to continue to do moving forward. So hopefully in, in three to five years, I'll be doing something um, somewhere in those lines.